Hello and welcome to the Zwift, the SBS podcast. As the days get longer, I'm looking forward to riding the roads again, but I couldn't be happier with the work I've put in on Zwift over the winter to keep in shape. Having completed so many of their Fun is Fast event series, I know that when I venture back out onto the road again, I'm ready to climb mountains, push through fondos, and speed through intervals. And the workouts, they're all still available. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, buenas tardes, and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm good. I can... I can see Santiago de yeah. Compostela just on the horizon. Don't wish that I don't way. want to get there yet, but I can just, I'm just letting you know. I can see it. But again, what a stage yesterday. Yeah. And we always knew it was going to be a fantastic stage with a fantastic finish, but that delivered 100%. It did. It did. Lagos de Covadonga. Look, it's a 20-second time appearance up yep. to the summit finish. It is an incredible climb, but the day itself was incredible. Started out... 51 point something kilometers an hour in the first So take us through the, 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 the highlights of the day. Yeah, well, we just saw there Bernal going on the attack. He went long range with over 60 kilometers to go. Roglic followed him, but it was on the slopes of Lagos de Covadonga that he couldn't follow. He almost came off here and we saw odd Christian Iking. He crashed along with three other riders. So there were some slippery surfaces. Uh, Vlasov also crashed. He actually got back up. I didn't think he would. There's the red leader's jersey. Look, I don't think it would have mattered. He would have mm -hmm. lost the jersey. Um, he got going again, and he lost a lot of time in the end. Um, it just, he just might have lost it by a little bit less. But Roglic stood firm. Uh, at one point, I was convinced Bernal was maybe going to drop him, but it actually flipped and went the other way. Uh, he just stuck to his guns. There are attacks from Sepp Kuss. Um, and in the end, though, it was Roglic who would win the stage solo. At one point, they went out to about two minutes in the valley. Mm -hmm. uh, at, at the bottom of the climb, it was one minute 20, and he pretty much climbed only 10 seconds faster than this group here, led home by Sepp Kuss. Jack Haig was in there, the two Movistar in Lopez, in Mass. Gino Madere was also their teammate of Jack Hague's. I thought he was yeah. brilliant yesterday. In fact, Jack's teammates were brilliant for him. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll hear actually from uh, from one of them uh, in this program, and we'll hear as well about uh, from Jack Hague straight after the uh, the finish. But uh, actually, you know what? So many actions, so much you know drama, pretty much, and the weather was one of them. Talk to me about how much the weather has got an influence on this race. Look at this. Yeah. We, we thank you for the weather. Yeah, yeah. This was some onboard vision. Um, just gives you a real idea of... And, you know, this is what the riders are seeing. You see <laughs> the drops. I'm sort of half serious. You know, sometimes on these descents, if you've ever been out riding and it rains really heavy, you literally your eyes fill up with water. This was right towards the end. Um, brutal day in the yeah. end. It was... Rain was predicted. It came in the second half, I think the second time around on the Category 1 mm -hmm. climb. And that's and then we saw the crashes off that descent. Yeah. So it was a proper it was a proper tough stage and deep into the third week that's not what you want. Yep, yeah, 100%. Let's take you straight after the finish line. So it's a nice and relaxing moment for us. We'll have uh, just to leave the experience of what are these guys going through straight after the finish. Line. <laughs> 
wanted to uh to take you straight after this finish line because it's it's not necessarily the footage that that you guys see and we are lucky enough to to uh to be able to be exposed to this uh to this footage so why not share it with you feels uh, like you're there feels yeah. like you're on the you know just past the finish line so that, tell me you as an ex-rider how I've good <laughs> i don't know anymore but, no, no, but <laughs> how good does the shower feels after oh, this yeah <laughs> I, I sort of have forgotten in all honesty but no 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 it brings back small memories Oh, and I think I said to Matt Keenan at one point during the commentary, there was one thing the riders would have been looking forward to because they had to actually descend down about five kilometres and, and that's where the buses were parked because there's no room at the top. Um, so just to get on the bus, most buses now have showers. It's a good feeling. And then a when hot you get and steamy shower. Yeah, and then you just, you've, sat, you've sat down all day, sort of. You're sitting on a saddle on your bike. The first thing you want to do then is just sit in your couch chair on yeah. the bus and just relax and... You know, probably you, you've sort of amped, but days like that, you're pretty buggered. Like you're pretty mm -hmm. tired, and some some riders actually just don't want to talk to anybody. You don't even want to talk to your teammates, your directors, your swannies. You just want to sit, put some tunes in, eat yeah. some food, have some drink, and you know, forget about the world for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's listen to someone that has to talk to us because he's won the stage, you know. And then there's a protocol in cycling, and that protocol is you have to come and talk to us. But he's pretty smiling behind his mask. Mm. It's Primoz Roglic. Let's listen to him. Primoz, as you say, no risk, no glory. You rode to glory today. What was the risk? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, in cycling, always a risk. Uh, a lot of things can uh, always happen, but uh, yeah. Went, uh, went well today. Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a super nice day uh, for, for, for me and uh, for the whole team. What did you think when uh, Bernal attacked from so far? Yeah, nothing. Uh, I just went with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a race uh, at the end. And uh, yeah, I didn't think it. Uh, I just went with him. Then uh, I was already a little more thinking, but who? It's quite far, huh? and uh, yeah, uh, still a hard climb. This one at the end, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, was uh, was going good. Uh, was real, uh, real show, real show, uh, real racing, and uh, yeah. Is, uh, Tactically, how did you play it? Why did you decide to go with 7.5 kilometer to go? <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, I did. I just didn't decide it. I just uh, tried to ride uh, then up the climb as fast as possible, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, at that point, uh, uh, Egan uh, didn't follow anymore, so yeah, I just uh, went then alone. Do you feel that it's uh, your better showing at La Vuelta so far in three years? That what? Your, the best show that you have done? Uh, I think so, yeah, I think so. So uh, yeah, I was enjoying again uh, with uh, yeah with all the support and everything uh, and uh, yeah uh, just the weather is a little uh, without rain probably would be even a lot nicer here around but uh, yeah uh, still super nice day for for us you are back in the red jersey 
with 2 minutes 22 over mass is it comfortable <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's never uh, big enough or uh, but yeah it's uh, it's uh, it's nice huh? we deserve it uh, and uh, yeah no matter what uh, tomorrow is then a real queen stage coming so uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, we'll see uh, if will be enough uh, then after tomorrow. <laughs> voilà. Voilà. Yeah, clearly uh, everything's going to be played out tonight uh, for someone like Primoz Roglic. Did he stamp his fist on that race yesterday, especially against someone like Egan Bernal? Yeah, massively, massively. He did. And look, the takeaway from that interview was actually really interesting. If you really listen to it, Everything he says is true, I believe, and accurate. Yeah. When when Jean-Francois Kinet says, when Bernal attacked, what did you what did you think? And he said, I didn't. I just jumped. He, he, he went on instinct. He was being honest. There was no... They didn't sit down before and went, what mm -hmm. if Bernal attacks here? What if he attacks here? What if this happens? They look at scenarios, but in a race situation, 60 kilometres to go, arguably the biggest threat to, to Roglic's defence of this race is Egan Bernal. Yeah. You, ha you don't think you jump with him. And so, look, he stamped his authority, but he's also right in saying it's never enough because we've seen before, well, you have know, one knows, off day. He knows it's never enough. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and the Tour de France last year, yeah. it was never enough, was it? So he has got a commanding lead. He looks now to be the strongest. There is an individual, individual time trial that finishes. He's the Olympic champion in the TT. So his TT form is mm -hmm. good. There needs to be a disaster. In, in for Roglic to lose this race, but he knows it can happen. He yeah, knows disaster that's right. can happen. He's first hand, he and it's this. not us trying to keep you, the couch mm. peloton, engaged. It's true. It's it will it will take something really special for him to lose, but it's happened before. Mm -hmm. Not just to him, but in, in Grand Tours past, uh, we've seen it. We've seen these massive capitulations, so or crashes, yeah. and God forbid, we don't want to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he you know he was brilliant. Bernal did go super hard when he attacked. On the descent, Roglic was sort of one or two lengths off his wheel. Like he was he was there and he did it really well. But Bernal was really turning the screws and I think he just he burnt too many matches in that period. So let's play a little game actually guys. Uh tell us in the box below who's gonna win this race. Do you think it's Primoz Roglic? Do you think Bernal can do anything? Do you think Jack Haig can win uh this race? Let us know in the box below. Uh, we'd just be interesting to to have your thoughts on this. Look Bernal can he actually attack again tonight? Can he actually do anything to control to the, 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 the advantage that Primoz Roglic or today has? Yeah, I mean, look, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Bernal could have sat back yesterday and waited till the base of Covadonga and then attacked. Yeah. But he, he still might have run out of legs. We don't know. Um, I, I think yesterday's effort might have really hurt him mm -hmm. and I'm not sure now as the champion that he is but surely they, they have targeted Ineos they have targeted this third week and they have targeted with Bernal those two stages yeah so okay so what I think Bernal should do maybe that's the question what should he yeah. do if I was his director now I would say okay we tried the long range you couldn't drop Roglic on that climb when you went he followed you and then he dropped you and took more time let's wait till the final climb Really? And, yep. Let's wait till the final climb and go all out. It's a long climb. We'll look at that, yeah, that stage yeah. towards the end. 
I'd, but I'd do that. He tried the long range. It didn't work. So I'd wait till the end and see yeah. if he can pull some time. Okay. Uh, so far, we have uh, mainly people are saying uh, uh, Primoz. You know, Tina is saying Primoz. We've got uh, Julie saying Primoz Roglic. Uh, we've got uh, Dane saying Roglic by 350 in the end. And of course, Gavi. Oh, he's going specifics. Yeah, exactly. I like it. <laughs> and, uh, Primoz Maybe we'll put a wager on that. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? We'll get up. We'll get a board up. Betting is not good. <laughs> not allowed. Not allowed here. Uh, okay, let's uh, talk as well about the previous red jersey. Uh, yeah. Odd Christian Aking, but he did fight till the end on this. Yeah. One. Look, he, it was. Yeah. Look, he was always going to lose the jersey in the end, and, I, and I'm saying it like this because that the crash um, uh, that he had, you know, that that affected him as well. It probably only added maybe a minute, maybe two minutes. Yeah to his time losses, which it wouldn't have mattered in the end. Take those two minutes off. But he came in eight or nine minutes mm-hmm. behind in the end. So he suffered. He had a tough day. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to him and then we'll review exactly what happened. Well, tell us first, how are you after the crash? I'm okay. How went the day? Seeing the red jersey going away? I guess you were a bit expecting it, but tell us, take us through this day for you. No, I was not uh, easy. I was not uh, having a good day. And- well, I tried to uh, pace myself and uh, come back in a descent, and uh, yeah, it was really slippery. My uh, wheels just slipped under me. There was somebody crashing in front, and uh, I barely touched the brake, and I just slid out. So it was uh, it was a pity, but uh, I was not on a great day anyway, so I, I would have lost the jersey. So yeah, this jersey, this red jersey, remain a. A great experience in your career? Yeah, of course. It's, uh, it was a really nice week, so uh, I will remember it. This race, Roger, uh, goes into uh, your career? <laughs> <laughs> only, only you can joke. <laughs> I'm only joking because this French guy speaks way too fast even to me. <laughs> Lucky I'm I'm so, I might have been slammed by you. Couch I can't and slam me. I don't care anyway. <laughs> but hey, let's, let's focus on, on that we just saw, okay? Odd Christian Aking, brilliant last 10 days, let's say, yeah. in, in, the, in the Vuelta. But he had time at the end of a very tough day for him to just meters from the finish line, yeah. stop and have a word. It's, and this is, you know, what the greatest cyclists do. Yeah, it's true. And still raining. Yeah. Still raining. No umbrella over him. But he stopped. He was happy to have a chat. And you, that's really rare. It's really rare. Um, look, the Vuelta is a bit more chilled and it mm. doesn't have the press on the ground. No one, no races have had the press on the ground uh, as, as in pre-COVID these days, but the Vuelta doesn't have as, as many press there. So it is a bit more chilled. The riders give a little bit more because they're not getting hounded. Yeah. But still, yeah, I'm impressed with him. And um, yeah, it's a huge... I think I was trying to add up in my head last night, let's presume Roglic keeps the jersey all the way to the end. Um, Ode Christian Iking potentially wears the most red jerseys for the race, though. Yeah, probably. Because he's held about seven or eight. Roglic had it at the start, and then he got it back for a day. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a... But Julie says uh, he's one shot of the full set for the whole team. He's one shot of the full set for the whole team. Yeah, Yeah, you'll have to to buy one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or who who did the least (laughs) amount of work? Ditch (laughs) him. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, good day for Jack Haig. Yeah, yeah, great day. Great day. Yeah. He, he boxed on. He he looked he looked like he was in a little bit of trouble on Covadonga. However, his teammates were fantastic. Um, in particular, Walt Poles and Gino Madere. And a couple of times when there were attacks from Lopez and I think Enrique Mas as well, um, they didn't they didn't accelerate immediately. Uh-huh. They just dragged him back up. 
and he finished in that in that select group. Yeah. So and he moved up. He moved up a couple of spots. Yeah, to fourth. And also, let's have a look at the difference uh, and the body behavior difference of someone that had a tough day, Christian Odeking, someone that had a good day, Jack Hake. Uh, take us through this day uh, with the attack of Egan. How how was it? Yeah, it was a really impressive attack, to be honest. Uh, the way they set it up there with um, Pavel setting a really hard tempo, and then uh, uh, Egan and Primoz just took off, and that was it. I couldn't really do anything to follow it, and it uh, caught me a little bit by surprise. But um, yeah, chapeau to them. Good ride. For you, personally, happy with your day? Yeah, I'm happy with the outcome. Uh, it was an incredibly hard day, so to limit the losses and move back up there, I think I'm maybe fourth in GC again now, so really happy. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was uh, Jack Haig. Hey, honestly, Jack Haig is that close from the podium. Well, that close. Yeah, he's very close. And as Kino said last night in the commentary at the end of the stage, uh, look, a lot, can, a lot will happen in tonight's stage, but Lopez needs to put some time between him and Jack because Jack will take time, I believe, on Lopez in that final TT. Uh -huh. So they're tight. They're close um, on the, in the general classification. So... There's a lot that can play out. If we look at the progress that Jack Haig did over the last couple of years and now moving to this new outfit, he seems freer. He seems, of course, more free because his leader, Landa, completely fell. Uh, and I, I'm not mincing my word. I don't really rate Landa. We said it before. Uh, but it's easy for me sitting here. But Landa also retired from that He abandoned. Now. He did this massive attack. So Jack Haig is and was the, the true leader of that team for now a week and a half or something. Yes. But, but when you look at the Jack Haig we see now, he's who's in confidence? Don't yeah. you think? Oh, he's, he's yeah, yeah. Well, he's building it, isn't he? And, and he, he talks like a leader. He talks like a leader. And um, look, again, let's just remind ourselves that he crashed out on stage four of the Tour de France. Yep. Collarbone, operation, downtime, came with no pressure and now he's staring down the barrel of potentially finishing on the podium. Yeah, 100%. podium. That's massive. And you know what's important as well? He looks like a leader but he acts like a leader but mm. his teammates act like he is the leader. Let's listen from uh, Gino Madère. He's one of the, the teammates. He's done an amazing day and amazing mm. work for Jack Hague yesterday. Gino Madère. Surprise yourself today. Again? Uh, <laughs> uh, nah, uh, well, it's always easier when you can pull for somebody. Um, it's even easier when, when you pull for somebody who's really, really strong. When you see um, why you're doing it, so... Is it... Yeah, well, kind of. Um, it's a good surprise, isn't it? This year is really important for your confidence, I guess. You're gaining more trust in yourself now. Uh, I think the team does. Um, personally, I'm just hanging on, trying to survive day by day. Uh, so far, it's going quite well, but uh, I wake up every morning and I think, I'm not sure how this is going to end. So <laughs> maybe we need some more um, working on the confidence part, but uh, no, the legs are good so far. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. There's a lot to yeah, read. Interesting. It's interesting. There's a lot to read into this yeah. in the fact that he, he it makes it easier for him to prove that someone is, you know, doing the work, doing the and, and getting the results. So someone like Jack Haig is getting confidence from its teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's what you want. If if you're going to be a, a super domestique, you want a, a guy that can stand up and lead. And and um, no, they're going to they're going to go all in now. Yeah. For Jack, um, I think the polka dots is not out of the question. It's tonight is where Caruso needs to 
make some gains in mm-hmm. that if he's going to. Um, but I think I think all of the team will go all in for Jack. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at uh, the jerseys and uh, where we are standing so far. So jersey, uh, the red jersey is with Roglic. Jakobsen has got the green. Roman Bardet is still in the Polkadot, and you think there will be a battle for this Polkadot? Oh, I think so. I think look, <clears throat> if anything, last night it actually worked in Bardet's favour because the brakes just could not get away. That yeah. first. 70 kilometers was just so fast, like crazy fast. It was madness. Um, and in the end, no one that was a threat to Bardet got clear. Yeah. So it suited him. So, and in fact, Michael Storer took the points the first time up that, that first KOM. So that was good. Yeah. Teammate of Bardet's it actually pushed him into second overall. I think he jumped Caruso. So I think they'll, that's, that should be their big focus. They've won three stages, mm-hmm. DSM. Now they should just. Absolutely yeah. focus on getting that jersey and not so much getting another stage win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's have a look at the, the ranking because there's been big changes in the order, but also, of course, on, on the timings. We see Roglic has now has 2 minutes and 22 on mass. He's got 3 minutes and 11 on uh, Miguel Angel Lopez. And Jack Egg is 3 minutes 46. Guillaume Martin, we haven't spoken about him, but he's mm. hanging in there. He, uh, what he can has... he do? And remember that uh, Guillaume Martin was caught out in this big crash uh, a few days ago. Yeah. yeah. He's got a broken rib. And yeah, he, he, the finish can't come quick enough then. I, I guess for, so, yeah. Martin, because his ribs, if that's correct, his ribs will get worse in about five days' time. Yeah. So okay. he'll, if he's lucky, he'll just scrape through. In terms of the pain, it's mm-hmm. pretty excruciating with to, to race. Well, I think we said that earlier, to race with broken are ribs. Are you doubting it is correct? I'm telling you it is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying it is correct because on his social media, Guillaume Martin said, I've got a broken rib. Broken rib. Broken like rib. Correct word. I've got a broken rib. <laughs> That's what he said. Okay. Well, it's broken. So um, it's broken. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, we... yeah, he's just got to, he's got to, he's got to get through tonight. Yeah. I think there's one other tough stage, not super mountainous, but tough. And then the TT. And then, you know, hopefully he can have his setup on yeah. the TT. Um, and if we look at this, so Egan Bernal is at 4 minute 29. What can he do in order to, you know, he can win still this? finish podium. I don't think he can. I don't think he can win it. And, and I'm saying that based on the fact that I don't think Roglic, Roglic will crack. Okay. So if if Roglic cracks, then yes, anyone can win from that top. You seem five. a bit more, and I'm not uh, picking on you, but uh, you seem a bit more confident about Roglic now that you were about him last week. Oh, I don't yeah. Oh, it's purely overnight. Yeah. It's purely overnight. I mean, he's put another one minute twenty five or one thirty five into everyone last night. So and the he, display last night was impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even when Bernal went at his best, when Bernal obviously felt good and attacked, mm-hmm. Roglic was able to follow. I think he was close to his limit, but he was able to follow. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think I don't think anyone can crack him yeah. now. Okay. Yep. Let's have a look at the stage uh, tonight. This is what is expecting uh, to happen tonight. Uh, take us through that stage. It's a monster. It is a monster. Four and a half thousand metres of climbing. So in comparison to last night, last night was about 3.3, three, but it was 20 kilometres longer. Yeah. This is 20 kilometres shorter. It's 162.6. As I say, four and a half thousand vertical gain. In the old money, if you think like I do sometimes, it's 40 kilometres of climbing uphill. Okay. Um, that final climb is new to the Vuelta. We haven't seen it before. 14.7 with an average gradient of 9.8%. It looks, it's it looks, brutal. It looks steep. And in <laughs> one of the reviews or previews, they said it's one of the... It's, they said it's a horrible climb, 
and it's possibly one of the toughest that we'll see all season. So the so season, not not just of Vuelta. Not just of Vuelta, okay. the whole season. <laughs> and I, it's just, they climb just shy of 1,800 metres. So it's not a super, super, you know, alpine sort of yeah. mountain, but it's high enough. Okay. Yeah. And what can we expect in terms of the weather? Do we know? Do, is the weather uh, likely to play? The weather, uh, let me see. I'll just look at my uh, stats here. Uh I don't think I've seen no. the weather. No, I haven't That's seen okay. an update yet. Look, it rained overnight. They get about 1,200 mils of rain per yeah. year in this region. So it rains. It gets a pretty hope, uh, help. I can't get my words out today. <laughs> what are we on? Day 18. Yeah. Uh, it gets a good dose of rain. I'll, I'll just keep it simple <laughs> throughout the year. Um, so there's every chance it could rain. If it does, the peloton are going to Is be Is it tough for, for the riders day. to go from 40 degrees to rain? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the extreme. I'm being, now I'm being cheeky. The extreme changes are brutal, aren't they? I mean, forty. We had forty-one degrees on that second stage when I think that Kunda Kun Kunda caught Magnus caught yeah. Nielsen one. I'm really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Kunda caught will be wrapped. It, you know, it's because the air conditioning is actually working. Yesterday we were so cold, and today it's fine. It's actually comfortable. It's sorry, yeah, you're talking about hey, exactly. Yeah, rather than what the riders are feeling, what's it like to do a to do a live show Ooh, in heck. minus ten to twenty five? Um, so no, it does. It affects them big time, big time. Yeah. And look, some riders adjust well to the cooler mm-hmm. climate. Others really suffer, yeah. and as they are, they're, they're better in the hot weather. So, no, this has knocked the riders around, and even the ones that handle it well, it still throws your body out of yeah. work. So every uh, stage, of course, is live on SBS uh, Viceland and on on demand. It's also on the tracker, and today, today is a special stage because again, you go live early. We go live from the start, I believe, eight thirty five on the tracker, eight thirty five on the track, and then a little bit later, uh, live and on demand. So. Yeah. Yes, join us because yeah. it's going to be a good one. Uh, if there's one stage to watch, is this one tonight. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, any other news? There's been some uh, good results for our good friend, Luke Durbridge. Oh, yes. I think, yeah, let's talk about Durbo. So in the Benelux Tour, stage three overnight, makes the breakaway. Let's listen to what he says, yeah, shall we? Yeah, let's listen to what he says. Yeah, so today was a good, um, good day for me. Um, went the break from the start and... Um, I knew on the technical circuits there would be uh, a chance that the breakaway stayed away. Many times in this race that uh, the break that goes early can stay to the finish because it's super hard to uh, chase a group uh, on the last technical laps. Um, but we played the game with the peloton. We sort of went easy for most of the day until 40k to go. We fully committed um, and without the, the break fully committing we, we would have no chance. But uh, yeah, four of us really committed and um, we ended up staying away and yeah, I was trying to hopefully stay away and keep, get the jersey, um, but in the end, they end up catching us right on the line. But uh, yeah, I gave a good sprint and or try to try to go for the sprint. And third was my best option. And um, yeah, so we, we it's another good day and uh, to be aggressive. And we'll give it another go tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Durbo. Uh, <laughs> great to see Durbo in good form, building up towards Paris Bay. Yeah. Of course, don't forget that. And just incidentally. Tucker Vanderhorn, the brilliant stage yep. three winner of the Giro this year, uh, he delivered on a Wednesday. Yep. So, so not Taco Tuesday. He hasn't delivered on a Tuesday. <laughs> he delivered on a Monday in the Giro because he came a day early. I remember yeah. that. Oh, Why well, don't we love the gas? Because Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. So. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, and just in other little snippets from yeah. that race, actually, Sagan led the bunch home in fourth. I think Sagan's form could be up for the World Champs 
in Flanders and Roubaix. Not again. Yeah, I think. Not well, again. he's he's hasn't had a, he's had a tough year, Sagan. Like yeah. he's not winning as much as what we expected, is he? And also in that race, just in that bunch sprint there, he was there. I think a couple of places behind Sagan. His forms on the return, Caleb Ewan. Yep. So Caleb's coming back. Remember, he's in the team for the World Champs. They're in about two weeks. Yep. So I think I think our team, the national team that is, is shaping really well. Both the women and the men, in fact. Corey Hoskins uh, leading, leading the women uh, at the at the uh, the world. Wouldn't no? that be nice? That would be nice. Yeah? Wouldn't have I would love jersey. to see that. That would be fantastic. Um, uh, and in any just, other news? Yeah, a couple of little snippets. Rowan Dennis, if it happened overnight, yep. um, has signed two years with Yumbo Visma. So the team of Primoz Roglic, he jumps across from Ineos. He's had two years there. Uh, and, but as, as Kino said as well, Yumbo uh, Visma used to be Rabobank, and Rabobank was the development team for him, which so, he went to. Which he went to. Yeah. So, so basically, he's going home. Yeah. Potentially for the end of the career. There's yeah. been some really good messages actually. Richie Porte had a very touching message on that. social media where he said, "No, I'm very sad to lose you as a teammate. Loyal teammate. You had. You were a very loyal teammate. Don't make it too hard on us next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and look, cast your minds back to when Rowie stepped off the bike when he was riding for Bahrain yeah. at the tour. And there was a real, you know, he obviously wasn't happy. He wasn't in a great, I guess we can say, mental state. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it didn't get resolved. And he, he left his contract. So it's fantastic. He's had two really good years at Ineos. And now hopefully he'll have two fantastic years at Yama yeah. Visma. And that, that may or may not see him out. But it's just great that he's continued on and, and, some, and getting something out of his career. And again, there is a photo. Uh, if you look at the Olympic uh, podium, of the time trial, yeah. you've got Primoz Logic on number one, you've got Wood Van Aert on, on number two, Yumbo, Yumbo, and now you've got him, uh, Luke Derbridge, oh, oh sorry, um, Rowan Dennis. Rowan Dennis, sorry, I'm losing my words as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's contagious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> uh, on the third step of the podium, so yeah. Yumbo, Yumbo, Yumbo. Yeah, and the other, you know, we're already now starting to talk about future races and and the world champs. Remco Evenepoel yep. has won his second race in three days winning the Brussels Cycle Classic, a race that Robbie McEwen won multiple times in his career. So, Evenepoel, late attack, soloed in. Not much he can do. Yeah. He can't do this guy. It's, and Brown Wing corrected me, actually. Dumoulin was silver. It's not It's not uh, Wood Van Aert that was silver. Well, it's Dumoulin was, was silver. I think Dumoulin was... Was he no, silver yeah, in the road race? Yeah, no, in silver the, in the road no, race. In the no? time trial. Was he? Yeah, I think, I think she's right. Yeah. Uh, not Dumoulin. Van Aert was silver in the road. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't know. Woo! I think Couch, you better take over. We're both struggling here. <laughs> it's been a long vuelta. <laughs> oh, it's been a, you know what I was thinking at the start? We'll have to add it up. We're on about our 70th yeah. pod for the year. Yeah. Three grand tours, plus we do a fortnightly one at the end. We're not complaining. We're not complaining. No, 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 we're not. We're not. We're just making excuses yeah. for well, jumbling our way through it's this It's time one. to finish this podcast anyway. I think so. I think Any so. other news? No, I think that's all for me for now. I think, yes, I think yeah. so. Absolutely. This was the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. And before we go, let me remind you that you can download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Next podcast is same place, same time tomorrow. See you next time. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsors with La Vuelta is all about climbing. So why not try Geraint Thomas's athlete workout? Fun is flying uphill. A great pillar of any climbing is muscular endurance. And believe me when I say that's what you'll get. Testing yourself on training plans alongside world-class cyclists is what makes Zwift so exciting. I can't wait to show my mates the fitness I've been able to build at home. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. 
Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Right on.